Hello and welcome back to The Double Life. I'm John Boozdar and this is part two of our conversation with Jacqueline and Lily. I hope you enjoy this episode and the conclusion to a really, really epic story. Once again, this is only intended for an adult audience and viewer or listener. Uh, discretion is advised. New Zealand. Jeez. And we drove up and down both North and South Island of New Zealand for like three weeks. It was crazy. Wow. Just living in a van. Like this was before like the whole van life thing kind of took off. New Zealand mm-hmm. had done it before. Like you could rent these vans. They like make put like made a vent inside and put a kitchen in the back and it was super cool. We could go wherever we wanted to. We could see whatever we wanted to do and hang out and sleep wherever. And we did that for, you know, um, over a month. And uh, it was about time for us to leave New Zealand. But during my time in New Zealand, I had actually, I was starting to feel kind of like, alone during this time where yes Alex was there but he was always there right like the nostalgia of him kind of just went away like he was going to be there whether I wanted him to be there or not right sometimes I'd be like dude I need my space just like give it to me but there was nowhere he could go we were (laughs) so you guys the relationship was do you feel like this was one of the first like little shifts in your relationship did you feel like you know spending so much time you're like oh you know what this is finally you know becoming something that yeah we had actually talked about it quite a lot um it was I need something else besides you is kind of what we both said which is like hey great you're my friend but it was a friendship at the end of the day it's not like you know you can be around your husband constantly forever and ever and like have this like undying love for them where you don't want them to leave the room or even like a pet if you've ever felt that way right it was literally yeah. just a friendship where like hey dude if I could not see you for a week like that would be great you know oh, wow. um, okay <laughs> it, it it gets a lot when you travel with someone when they're there constantly all the time like did it get heated to a point where you're like i genuinely don't know we we never fought like we never fought like that um Mm -hmm. which was one really good thing but we definitely got very annoyed at each other on plenty of of occasions where it was just like you know people do things differently and i was like can you just leave me alone like I yeah. just need a break it's normal from you. dude i mean you guys are spending what it's so much time at this point yeah You're spending like, like all the time together like months and months and months and a yeah. lot of the time too right like if you sit at an airport for 10 hours where else are you going to sit besides with the person that you're traveling with you know yeah no totally so we're not gonna be like i'm gonna sit over here you sit over here just because you know i'm kind of sick of hanging out with you dude so yeah so um i had actually met someone um that 
distracted me a lot from the annoying traveling friend that I had with me constantly. Sure. And this was in New Zealand. You met someone. This this was in New Zealand. Um, okay. While you guys are traveling on the road in the van? On the road in the van. So like every eight hours I would have cell service, you know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I had met this guy named Ian from mm-hmm. the UK. And I was just talking to him and then that's how our friendship started was me being an asshole and him apologizing. Nice. Okay. That's so, cool though. That's like, that goes back to literally what we were talking about in the beginning about how you, you know, can establish a genuine relationship, right? Like if you can be a dick to someone and then they're like responsive in a good way, you're like, wow, this guy might be cool, you know? Yeah. And I wasn't looking for anything at all. Mm-hmm. Like nothing, nothing far, as far as love. To me, I was in the most unstable time of my life where I didn't know where I was going to be next. I didn't know like when I would ever go back or if I would even have cell service. Um, so it was only ever friendship for me. Yeah. And um, the next once, so I kept talking to Ian and Alex knew about Ian too. And he was like, cool. It's so awesome that you have a friend. Like he was, he was happy for me. He was like, right. now I don't have so much pressure of someone <laughs> having to talk to you all day. Like someone else can talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, it was time for us to leave New Zealand. We decided when we got to New Zealand that our flight, I was going to be Japan because we both always wanted to see Japan. So we made our way to Japan from New Zealand and um, that's when Ian and I's relationship like really started to blossom. Cause I was like, Hey, I talked to this guy every single day for, you know, two weeks now. And like, is he a real person? Like this is where my trust was getting a little bit. Cause it was yeah. only ever through, you know, the internet. Mm-hmm. And I got drunk one day. And I messaged Ian and I was like, Hey, can I call you? (laughs) Yeah. And he was like, yeah, sure. Like it's, you know, 4am here. Can you wait until 7am or whatever? And so I did. And, um, we talked and I found myself falling in love with this dude. He's English and he had an English accent, not just well, he's Scottish and okay, had a very weird mix of like a Scottish English accent, Mm -hmm. but I don't know why. Like, I just was like, dang, this dude is like perfect in every single way, and like, I just why, why am I falling head over heels for some guy that I've never even met before? Yeah, Alex is like okay, like, you have fun with that relationship, like, I'm not gonna interfere, like, let's just keep traveling and doing the thing, so that's kind of what we did. After Japan, we went to Indonesia, and then we were there for three months, and every single day in Indonesia, I would get on the motorbike, I would go pick up our food, I would, you know, hang out with the other like housemates that we had because it was super cheap to get a villa with people. It was Mm -hmm. incredibly priced. 
in Indonesia, like we were in Bali and it was probably the, my favorite place that I've ever been to. Hmm. The people there were amazing in the fact that they didn't care where you were from, what you looked like, what you had done before, who you had talked to, whatever. They were just so like, hey, do you want to go to the beach with me and like ride the scooters down to like this bar and we'd be like hell yeah like let's go so it was a french dude and a guy from spain who was staying at our villa and Mm -hmm. these two men were so completely different but they were they opened alex and i with like open arms like um the guy who was from France was just like a surfer dude who drank coffee and smoked cigarettes on his porch all day and the guy from Spain was trying to finish school and was like getting jobs left and right it was but like doing them remotely like it was so different to see how other people other young people were living their lives who were from different countries like it was so yeah, normal totally. for them to leave their friends and family behind and just be by themselves in different countries. Right. Wow. Where I feel like Americans don't really have that drive to do it. Mm-hmm. Where we say we want to do it, but we don't do it. We don't actually. Right. Yeah, like, like societal expectations of like what we should be doing. Right. What's like ingrained in your mind from the day that you are like, a little kid to when you grow up and you actually go out and like become a member of society or whatever you're like hey you know what when you graduate from high school you go to college and then you get a job and you get married and you have kids and that's what everyone does and that's what you have to do and that's like it's such an american mentality of like that's the american dream and that's what we are all supposed to do which i think oh, yeah. other countries are like no we don't do that who cares you know like go live your life do what you want whatever like when anybody says they're gonna take a gap year like it's always the worst thing to parents. Like, oh, oh I'm going on, so I'm going on like. a gap year. Like, no, like, don't nope. do that. You're never going to be able to find a job. Like, yeah. But other cultures are so all about like, go out, experience it, feel what it's like to have no money and like, you know, no totally. clean clothes or yeah. friends or family around you. And that's what these people around us, a lot of them were like, where their families encouraged them to go out and travel and be who they could be and who they wanted to be. And I wanted that, like, I wanted to feel like that and I was getting it right. Like I was like, hell yeah, I'm now, I finally know what it is like I want to do and who it is I am like, you know, a revelation. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Game changer. Yeah. And it was, you know, it took me a little bit to get to it, but, um, I was still, I was still traveling. Like that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to travel for as long as I possibly could. And I was going to make that happen in, you know, one form or another Mm -hmm. and kept doing it. So, you know, three months and in three months in Indonesia hanging out in Bali, literally not wearing shoes for months and months at a time. Um, And then when we were in Bali, we had met a couple who vacationed there 
every single year, pretty much the same like villa. And they only come from for, you know, like a week at a time because they're from Australia and it's like a hop, skip and a jump for them. Mm-hmm. And when we had met them, um, the woman and I connected. We were just like so enamored with each other because she was this like English woman who had moved to Australia and like had lived there for the last 20 years and her uh fiance was German and he had moved to Australia and you know for 20 years and they'd met and they'd seen life and everything like that and I was just like you're who I aspired to be like you know because she was doing what she wanted to do she had her own business and um we connected it was super super awesome and she had told me, she said, if you ever find your way to Australia, like hit me up and you can come stay with us for as long as you want. Um, I'll show you around Australia and do this and do that. And that's where we went next. Nice. Okay. <laughs> we, went, cool. we went, we went out to Australia and she, no matter where we were in Australia, like she hooked us up with a friend of hers and we got to stay like we got to stay in a book in the bush like deep in the bush right the like Australian jungle with this dude who had an amazing house wallabies and like the biggest weed plant you had ever seen um, (laughs) you know just drinking all day long with him because it was it was fun right like that's totally of course this woman just like connected us with people or like in brisbane she connected us with a friend who actually took molds of people's prosthetics so she thought it'd be really cool to like see alex and an american german prosthetic and it was just like no matter where we went there was always something for us because someone would give us the opportunity to like go hang out Mm -hmm. um what do you think that was attributed to? Do you think at the beginning of your trip when you were still kind of like getting your footing or whatever with traveling, did you feel like you had that same ability to like connect with people? Or did you feel like towards the end or where you are now, you know, in Australia and you've been traveling for, you know, a decent amount of time, do you feel like you're, it was easier for you to establish these connections or you kind of knew sort of the ins and outs of traveling and establishing connections by now? I think we expected nothing. And that helped us get so much out of it. Sure. Like um, when we, you know, originally, like we expected Denmark to be a certain type of way or like Thailand to be a certain type of way. Whereas like towards the latter countries, and especially since these countries are a little bit more lax anyways, we weren't Mm -hmm. expecting anything from them. Like literally anything could happen. Like anything could happen. It so making connections with these people it was just like fluid it was genuine it was easy I'm living in Australia being you know with getting any type of open-armed hand like cool we'll help you out and coming from like a third world country like Indonesia there was just so many things that I was like my eyes were just opening so big that there's so much going on simultaneously. And all I was worried about was myself and like, when could I get my next beer? You know, it wasn't worrying about other people. 
which is a little bit sad. Like that was one thing that I was realizing was like, I need to stop being so about me and like, let's be about others. What sparked that? What made you like, I don't know. What made you think of that? What took like that whole trip? And then we're in Australia now. This is pretty deep into your trip at the, you know, and then now you realize something like that. What brought it up? What made you think of it? Like a clearer vision of, I've been so many places. So many people have helped me. There's still life going on in every single place. Like I have to start thinking about like the whole instead of the one. That's really kind of what brought it to fruition. It was just, there's a lot, there's a lot out there. And like humans can't be so selfish all the time. All right. This time you're still in Australia. You're still with Alex. Um, but you're talking to Ian. So I'm thinking you guys end up meeting or there's some sort of way that you guys come together so i asked ian to fly out to um perth australia which is on the west coast it's actually the city that's the furthest from any other city in the entire world i asked him to fly out (laughs) and it was i think the whole travel time was gonna be like 28 hours in total but it was gonna be (laughs) <laughs> it was gonna be my birthday and mm-hmm. tame impala my favorite band was actually playing in their hometown on my birthday so i was uh, like in hey in perth like hey fly out here like come hang out with me it'll be amazing it'll be the best birthday ever and he was just like yeah no i don't think so and i was crushed because I didn't get to meet him right and at Mm -hmm. this point we had already been talking for almost five months every single day Um, yeah you know I knew that I was falling in love with him but it still wasn't someone that I had met Alex over here was like becoming my annoying travel friend that like I had shared so many experiences with but still couldn't manage to like shake (laughs) as bad as as that may sound Mm -hmm. so um you know Alex and I decided like we had enough of traveling for a while Um, and it probably comes to the fact that like we were annoyed with each other right like yeah of course Mm -hmm. my money had run out like you know months before and Australia isn't a cheap country either so let so we went from Japan which wasn't cheap you know New Zealand wasn't cheap so all of these countries were just like kind of running us dry or running him dry and I was talking to Ian all the time and you know it was just we were like we're ready to move on to the next chapter like okay let's stop getting so into foreign and like let's go back home and like see what we can do there yeah so um, we decided to move to Portland. Like, what better place to go to than Portland and hang out? Just we were just gonna find an apartment and hang out. My brother lived there, so you know we had a place to crash for a little bit. And um, but you guys still stayed together. There wasn't any part of you that was like, "All right, dude, no. I'm over <laughs> it. I'm gonna go live over here. You can do your own thing." I don't know why let's move together. 
even though we've been together it's insane to me and i'm like wait wait wait, wait. you guys went together to portland i mean we moved in that's the craziest part of your story right now is that you (laughs) both went back to portland everything else yeah but that that blows my mind we were annoyed with each other traveling, so we decided, hey, let's move in together. Like Totally the like, logical like, next step in that situation. Why in the world would yeah, we do that? Like, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Like, why would we have done that? Like, our friendship probably would have lasted a lot longer if we didn't move in with each other because yeah. I had friends in Portland. I had family in Portland. I had been there many many of times I like I would go out quite often and do my own thing but then I would come back and there would always be that person there and I was just like can I never get away from you but it was my own doing right like I could have come back to Orange County or we could have lived separately in Portland but we just didn't and I don't know if that if that maybe was because we're just so comfortable with each other or it was just like habit who knows Mm -hmm. Um, but one of my friends from middle school, she actually was like, Hey, I'm going to be driving up to Alaska from San Francisco. Do you want to come with me? And I was like, hell yeah. Pick me up on your way. So like you drive from San Francisco to Oregon and I'll drive with you the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. So she said, cool, let's do that. So I had a breakaway from Alex for the week it took us to drive to Alaska. You know, we had to drive through the Yukon and everything like that. And during that time, I was without Alex, but I had Ian, right? So Ian has always been with me. And But you told Alex, right? You're like, hey, I'm gonna go up to Yeah. And he was like, hey, go bye. See you later. And Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. So I think I might have told him like a day or two after I left when he's like, where are you? And I was like, okay, I'm gone. And he was like, okay, bye. You know, cause we weren't, we weren't anything to each other. We were just friends. Like we'd never, it wasn't romantic mm-hmm. with us or anything like that. So I didn't right. really feel compelled to tell him. Yeah. Um, and I had decided that I was going to fly out to meet Ian. So I was driving to Alaska. There was a lot of like, you know, alone time in the friend with this childhood or a lot of alone time in the car with my childhood friend who had a lot of insight for me. You know, I was explaining to her, Alex and Ian and life and this and that. And she kind of just encouraged me. She was like, Hey, why don't you go meet Ian? Or like, why don't you ask him to meet you here? And I was like, that's not a bad idea. So. I would fly back to Oregon because she was working in Alaska for the summer. So I flew back to Oregon and three days after I landed in Oregon, I actually got on a flight to England to meet Ian for the first time. Jeez. How'd you afford to get that ticket? Um, <laughs> so I actually used to sell mushrooms in Portland. Oh, okay. Um, I would make the best mushroom chocolates ever. Mm. Yeah. And I could sell them and make enough money to get a plane ticket. Nice. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Good I'm not old afraid. entrepreneurship. Yeah. Right. Like I don't call myself a drug dealer. I just literally was able to bake better than a lot of people could bake. 
right? Sure. And yeah. they have they have the quantity there to do it. So yeah. I bought a ticket, and this was the first time that I was like actually um, traveling on my own money without Alex since you know two thousand and. 14 when I had gone to Europe with a different friend. So right. what year are we in now? We're in 2000, I don't know, 2000, late 2017. Okay. So like a year and a, a year and almost two years later of traveling right. on Alex's money, I was now finally going on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, so I flew out and I met Ian and from the moment that he picked me up in the airport, I was like, I love you. I never want to be without you. And he was like, I never want to be without you. You know, super romantic, disgusting airport scene in, that you would see in a rom-com, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then I spent three days in England And that's all the ticket, like all the time that we had spent together. And then I flew back to Portland. And once again, what did I do? I packed up all of the stuff that I had into a backpack. And I flew to England to live with Ian. Wow. Dude, that's crazy, man. So, and what happened then? I didn't. So I told my parents, um, I basically had told them like, Hey, I'm back. So they had, they knew that I went to Portland with Alex mm-hmm. and then like, where are your you parents know, at this time? They're in California, Orange County. They're, yeah. They're in Orange County. Okay. Um, Which you haven't been back to in how long? Several years, right? Or like, like two I years? I think I can't. Yeah. Two years. I came back for like a week. Okay. That was, I think that was just a, like, see you know I had a I had a really young niece she was like three years old so I got guilt from my sister for never seeing her or like seeing family you know stuff like that so Mm -hmm. we did come back I think we came back before we left to New Zealand but it was still like seven or eight months um since seeing any family in California so you know I told my parents I said hey I'm gonna go to England and my mom's like cool like where are you and Alex gonna go next and I said well I'm not going with Alex I'm actually going on my own and I didn't really explain to my parents like who or why I was going because it was still (laughs) new to me Mm -hmm. and um I told a couple people like the real reason um you know a couple of my really close friends and I spent three months in England with Ian and I was just completely shocked by the feeling of wanting to spend all your time with someone no matter what like right I had spent a lot of time with Alex but I could be like Alex go away but Ian I wasn't like that and I don't know if that was because we had never we had only ever talked over the phone you know so Mm -hmm. phone or FaceTime like it was a different type of relationship that I had ever had before so because by this time you guys had built a really strong relationship over the phone right for a really really long period of time so you guys felt like you really knew each other except for you just didn't have that you know physical connection 
totally. Like we knew everything about each other. He knew everything that I did. And, you know, I would tell him things like, you know, Alex is pissing me off today. And then he'd just be like, you know, you can always leave. Like he's just a friend, but you know, like we didn't agree on everything, but it was like a real relationship nonetheless. Yeah. And it, I think was actually better because a lot of relationships, when you get into it, you take sex out of it and some people don't know what to do, right? Like looks are a major thing and, you know, sex is a major thing, but when you don't have any of that to go on, you're going on truly just what each other, like who each other are. Right. So, um, I decided to bring Ian home <laughs> and I so didn't you told tell him, Hey, let's go back to Southern yeah, I California. Said he had never been to California before. So initially and, uh, it was like a travel thing. Like, Oh yeah, I'll go visit California. Or was it like pack your shit? We're moving to California. Well, he has two kids. So it wasn't a like pack your shit kind of thing it was like hey do you want to see where I live like I saw where you lived and I was so used to traveling just like get on a flight and go I didn't really realize that like other people just can't do that you know no 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 no, not at all especially when you especially when you have you know kids and a dog and a job and like a stable career so it was a vacation for us what did but, that make you feel like? Did it the whole kid thing kind of like make you feel weird, or was it? Did he tell you that right away? Because you guys talked for a really long time, so I'm assuming you knew obviously when he got to England. But you know, when you were talking, was it something that was brought up, and you're like, oh wow, because you were in, who knows, like in Indonesia or somewhere, you know, or Australia, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I knew, but I didn't actually know, right? Because I don't have kids of my own. I'm Mm -hmm. the youngest child. I have a niece, but she's a baby that I wasn't really around growing when she was growing up because I was off traveling. So I didn't really know what kids meant. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like, so to me, it was just, it was just a thing and I wasn't with them. You know, I wasn't talking to them on the phone. I was talking to Ian. So there was a lot of like disconnection in the beginning from it. Uh Um, So when I got to England and I was essentially like hanging around kids, two kids, two young kids after like being traveling and drinking whatever I wanted to do and doing any type of drug that I ever wanted to do, you know, it was a different change of pace, especially like. British culture is way different too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was in sunny islands and it's not sunny there. It's wet and cold and, you know, you yeah. stay inside. And so there was just so many different changes um, that I'm still adapting to, to right. like, right. Like it's definitely different. So um, I brought Ian home and I didn't tell my parents that he was coming with my parents pick us up at the airport and my mom is in the car and she was like, who's this? I was like, this is my friend. (laughs) And she's like, friend. I was like, yeah, he's my boyfriend. Like he's going to come visit and then we're going to fly back to England. Hmm. So it was, it was weird. I'm weird. If you haven't been able to tell, like I probably could have done it a little bit more in a smooth way 
you know, my dad was like, I mm-hmm. thought you were just with this other dude. And I was like, dad, no, how many times do I have to tell you that was always just like a friendship. It was never romantic, but you know, dads don't see and you know, other yeah, you know, no, older no. generations would not, ne- you don't do that in older generations, right? Like you don't yeah. hang out with like, different dudes, but no mm-hmm. one ever saw our relationship. Cause it was always through like, you know, virtual, it was never anything physical. So no one ever saw anything. No one ever knew yeah. anything. Right. Um, so after the visit to California, I decided that I was going to go live in England with Ian. Hmm. And that's what I did. Wow. Okay. So Pat, oh. well, where was I your stuff at this time? I guess you didn't really have much, huh? No, I literally just had a 65 liter backpack full and of that was- all your possessions you're just yeah. ready to go wherever you needed to go i had a I had a laptop um i had a laptop and you know boots and different little stuff that i had picked up along the way but there was nothing really that i needed mm-hmm. or that i really wanted and because i never had any money really to buy things in these different countries or buy new things i learned a lot of it is just want and not actual need so that how do you balance that how do you how do you prevent yourself like if you really want something how do you hard like when i go to target now i it takes me a really long time to shop because i like always ask myself is this something i actually need or do i just want it right right um which is a good and a bad takeaway because it's really really hard for me to spend the money because I'm always like well what if I need it for something else but then that goes back to like why not just get it now and if you need it then like you can figure it out then right so yeah that's it that's a negative for me is like I'm really reluctant to buy like new underwear or new socks or I'll wear shoes out until they're like completely worn out because I don't want to spend the money Sure. But I also see how other people live, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and other people in different cultures don't just go out usually and buy things just because they can. Yeah, no, totally. That's like, that's a very a privilege um, that we have. A very, very American privilege um, that I do try to balance. I don't always do a very good job of it. Um, especially with the job that we work at, I feel like I see it a lot of the time where people are just like buying stuff to buy stuff, especially if it's really expensive things. Yeah, and totally. it's like, it's hard for me sometimes to sell certain things to people where I'm like, this is just ridiculous. Like you don't need this. You just want it. Totally, but then I have yeah. to step back and be like, that's them. I'm me. Like let them do what they want mm-hmm. because it's their life. Yeah. Totally. So I lived in England for like. Here, I have a quick question though. What the interesting thing is, is how you talk about how you won't make like a spontaneous purchasing decision. You'll be like, I'm not going to spontaneously just buy this. You know, I'll think it through and make a really calculated decision about whether or not I'm going to buy something. But But how do I buy plane tickets? Exactly. So with traveling, you'll just spontaneously be like, yeah, fuck it, let's go, you know, and you'll do it really quickly and it won't be as calculated or, you know, thought through 
what's up with that? Do you, do you have you ever thought about how that's like a different thing? Yeah, or, I think about um, it all the time. That's interesting. I, I like was thinking about that when you're talking about it. I was like, wow, that's so well, okay, very so different mentality. For me, when I get on the flight and I go somewhere, right? It's not only the experience of the flight that I'm getting, but it's also like the the whole entire concept of the traveling and where I'm going. So it's not something tangible. I'm always going to remember it, or I'm going to have a picture to remember it by, or I'm going to have a story to remember it by. Whereas if I get, you know, a little trinket to remember it by, eventually that trinket's either going to deteriorate or it's going to go, you know, into a closet, get shoved away, something like that. So I, when it comes to actual stuff, it's really hard for me to collect because I'd rather get something out of the stuff, like get an experience or a viewpoint over something I can actually touch, which isn't always the best thing. Um, You know, I've probably spent like thousands of dollars in flights to places um, where I could have like benefited fitted, you know, paying off a credit card instead of buying a flight, but what's a credit card going to get me? It's going to get me stuff, right? Like I don't really want stuff. Sure. So for a long, like it was, it's really hard. It was really hard. It's getting a little bit better, um, buying stuff and I don't buy as many flights anymore. Mm -hmm. So, um, I kind of like in that stage of like, okay, like, got to settle down a little bit, like... Yeah, I was going to say, you're a bit more, I feel like, grounded, at least from what I know you, you know, having a job, going to school, you know, being in a relationship, all these things that are, like, very, you know, they keep you somewhat grounded, which I think is different than how you were living when you were traveling. It's like, you didn't really, you are kind of spur of the moment, living it and kind of doing it, but you didn't have those restrictions that you have now, I feel like. Well, I can still be very spur of the moment. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like sometimes a little too spur of the moment, Um, you know, especially when it comes to like... Would you pack your stuff right now, just everything that you have, pack it up and then travel to another country? Right now, yes, only because I know that I'm furloughed and I don't have any job to go back to. (laughs) That's fair. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. And it's another thing is like, right... I have money from work that I've saved up for wherever I want to go to. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I kind of know the, I also like know the balance of it. Like I can't just put it on a credit card and then not pay it off because I'm suffering those repercussions of not paying off my credit cards when I was leaving in 2016. Like they definitely stay on your credit report. Don't do that. I don't recommend it. Pay off your debt. It's also um, like I have, I've had to live at my parents' house when I've had my own apartment because one furnishing an apartment's expensive or like getting an apartment with a bad credit score. You know, there's all of these different aspects that lead into like bad decisions Mm -hmm. that stay with you sure so I mean especially with Ian and his two kids that are my two kids now too right like yeah I can't just get up and travel without them or like 
go and be gone for six months because they ask, right? They're like, hey, where are you? Or like, yeah, uh, like when are you coming back? Like I came back to California for two months once and they're like, Where'd where'd you go? Like, where's Jacqueline, Dad? And it's like, it's not fair to them either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have to be like conscious of that too. Like it's not just me anymore. Like I have a family now because Ian sure. and I are married. Yeah. Like we actually got married. Yeah. Dang. Wow. So I went, I went from like traveling the world and having literally no care in the world, drinking through, drinking my way through countries to being a wife and having two stepkids and a stable job. Yeah. And you have a hell of a story and so many cool experiences about everything that's happened as a result of like one quick little well spur of the moment interaction that you had with like someone who happened to be your neighbor i was just hanging out changed your life yeah it definitely one little small event like that just changed your life forever totally like i would have never met ian if i didn't go traveling or like the likelihood that i would have met him is very very slim I think about that like in life a lot, like the little instances that we do every day that could lead to more meaningful or like life fulfilling events that not a lot of people get opportunities to, to do. So I'm like super lucky and super grateful for that as well. I mean, I have a husband that I love and like, we have such a great relationship and such a great foundation. So not a lot of people have that or, you know, I have a friendship or I had a friendship because Alex and I actually aren't friends anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just like, you know, with time, he actually got married and is a stepfather to kids as well. Like, it's funny how that works. That's a good ending in theory. You know, it's not necessarily that your guys, but like for both of you individually, it turned out, you know, good. Yeah, like we both kind of like, fell where we needed to be or where we wanted to be which is super Mm -hmm. super awesome but like it just happened to be that we went on that journey together and we ended up kind of on the same journey just on different paths right like it's super if i was to interview him and ask him his story would be very very similar to yours i think it would be similar but so so different yeah, because right? it's a completely different perspective on the whole trip, but from his point of view, which would be really interesting as well. I know I don't know him, but I feel like he would be a really cool person to interview as well. Yeah, like cool well, little follow up, be like, "What's up, dude?" But you, I'll talk, talk to you about that off the record. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah, there may not no. happen. But yeah, still, no, but I mean, either a- way, that's crazy. Yeah, it's a good thing, and like the reason why I wanted to talk to you was because it's. Like, I always feel like my story from what I've told people or like snippets before, like, this is the first time I've really ever like dove deep into it. Like, I'm yeah. sure when Ian listens to this, he'll hear things that he's like, you never told me that before. And it's just like, that's crazy. In general, wow. there's so much that happens, right? And I just want people to know, like, go and do what you want to do. Like, 
Besides, like, let's take off like bad things, right? Like murder and stuff like that. Like you yeah, started this podcast, right? People, yeah. <laughs> like you really wanted to start a podcast and like do something. So you mm-hmm. did it, right? Like, and now it's fulfilling, like it's something fulfilling for you. And it's sure, something yeah. so great. Whereas traveling for me, like just going and trusting people that I probably shouldn't have was like fulfilling for me. So people just mm-hmm. need to like go out and do it. And like, it might be a little bit harder now with, you know, the whole pandemic situation, but sure, yeah. without that, like, yeah, like just the universe is like there to help really is like, it will help you when it can. Totally. <laughs> I don't want to sound, you know, like all like voodoo and stuff like that but like it has a mind of its own like if yeah. you just if you let it work it will that's insane yeah i mean i think too like just allowing you know the world to surprise you which is kind of what happens you know like allowing these opportunities and not being closed off in the sense of like you know i think a lot of people in that situation when i look back at your story and how this all you know, kind of came into fruition or how it started was you putting yourself out there to be like, hey, there's someone that I don't know, you know, but I'm going to like, figure out what he's all about, you know, and engage and have a conversation with someone I don't know, and then allow that to like, maybe, you know, take me to a different place. But ultimately, I think, you know, connecting with people that you normally may or may not connect with, or just putting yourself out there and like being okay with not being okay is like a really good place to be in because ultimately I don't know like comfortability is usually not a good thing yeah like if we could take a little bit of like our insecurities about like what's gonna happen or like what won't happen if we just channel that into like positive it's amazing what can come out of it like yeah totally people can be I feel like generally people would just be much happier in life yeah yeah dude i cannot tell you how grateful i am for you sitting down and talking to me well thanks for letting me talk for so long it feels actually kind of good to get the story out since like i said i I haven't really ever told it like this so that's it part two of our conversation with jacqueline lily i hope you enjoyed the episode and got something out of it whether it's a new perspective on life a new hobby a new vacation spot or it just made you smile either way i'm happy uh make sure to subscribe and go to our website the double and enjoy the rest of your week bye guys